ஓம் நமோ பகவதே வாசுதேவாய ஓம் நமோ பகவதே வாசுதேவாய ஓம் நமோ பகவதே வாசுதேவாய நாராயணம் நமஸ்கிருத்தியம் நரம் நரோத்தமம் தேவீம் சரஸ்வதீம் வியாசம் ததோஜய முதீரையே ஹரே கிருஷ்ணா ஸோ ஹலோ எவ்ரிபடி we have been doing shrimad bhagavatam and we have completed chapter 9 of canto 1 today we start chapter 10 in which we are going to be looking at departure of lord shri krishna for dwaraka in the ninth chapter we saw that bhishma deva passed away in the presence of lord krishna and battle of kurukshetra got over and in this chapter we will see how yudhishthira ruled hastinapura and how krishna left for dwaraka mm, text 1 shaunaka uvacha hatva swarikta spraddha atatayino yudhishtharo dharma bhratam varishtah sahanujaih pratyavaruddha bhojanah katam pravrutah kim akarashitatah Saunaka Muni asked After killing his enemies who decide to usurp his rightful inheritance how did the greatest of all religious men Maharaja Yudhishthira assisted by his brothers rule his subjects surely he could not freely enjoy his kingdom with unrestricted consciousness Maharaja Yudhishthira was the greatest of all men of religion thus he was not at all inclined to fight with his cousins for the sake of enjoying the kingdom but he fought for the right cause because the kingdom of hastinapura was his uh, rightful inheritance and his cousins wanted to usurp it for themselves he fought therefore for the right cause under the guidance of lord shri krishna but he could not enjoy the results of his victory because his cousins were all killed in the fight He therefore ruled over the kingdom as a matter of duty assisted by his younger brothers. This inquiry was important for Shaunaka Rishi who wanted to know about behavior of Maharaja Yudhishthira when he was at ease to enjoy the kingdom. Text 2. Sutavacha vansham kuro varsha davagni nihirtam ஹரிஸ்டரிஸ்டரிஸ்டரிஸ்டரிஸ்டரிஸ்டரிஸ்டரிஸ்டரிஸ்டரிஸ்டரிஸ்டரிஸ்டரிஸ்டரிஸ்
but because he wants to maintain creation he desires the mass of people to follow the right path of self realization which enables the living beings to enter the kingdom of god the lord wants the suffering human beings to come back home back to him and cease to suffer the threefold material pangs the whole plan of creation is made in that way and one who does not come to his senses suffers in the material world by pangs inflicted by the illusory energy of the lord the lord therefore wants his bona fide representative to rule the world and lord shri krishna descended to establish this sort of regime and to kill the unwanted persons who have nothing to do with his plan the battle of kurukshetra was fought according to the plan of the lord but that so that the undesirable persons could get out of this world and a peaceful kingdom under his devotee could be established the lord was therefore fully satisfied when, when king yudhishthira was on the throne and the seedling of the dynasty of kuru in the presence of maharaja parikshit was saved text 3 निशम्यभीष्मोक्त अथाच्युतोक्त प्रवृत्त विज्ञान विधूत विभ्रम स शासमींद्र इवाजिताश्रय परिध्युपाताजावर्ति Maharaja Yudhishthira after being enlightened by what was spoken by Bhishma Deva and Lord Shri Krishna the infallible engaged himself in matters of perfect knowledge because all his misgivings were eradicated thus he ruled over the earth and seas and was followed by his younger brothers in those days the king of Hastinapura which is now a part of New Delhi was the emperor of the world including the seas up to the time of maharaja parikshit the grandson of maharaja yudhishthira maharaja yudhishthira's younger brothers were acting as his ministers and commanders of state and there was full cooperation between the perfectly religious brothers of the king maharaja yudhishthira was the ideal king or representative of lord shri krishna to rule over the kingdom of earth and was comparable to king indra the representative ruler of the heavenly planets the demigods like indra chandra surya varuna and vayu are representative kings of different planets of the universe and similarly maharaja yudhishthira was also one of them ruling over the kingdom of earth Maharaja Yudhishthira was not a typically unenlightened political leader of modern democracy. Maharaja Yudhishthira was instructed by Bhishma Deva and the infallible Lord also and therefore he had full knowledge of everything in perfection. It is instructed in the shastras that one should follow the great authority and the infallible Lord without any personal motive and manufactured ideology. Therefore it was possible for Maharaja Yudhishthira to rule the whole world including the seas because the principles were infallible and universally applicable to everyone an imperfect human being cannot create an ideology acceptable to everyone only the perfect and the infallible can create a program which is applicable at every place and can be followed by all in the world It is a person who rules and not the impersonal government. So if the person is perfect the government is perfect. 
if the person is a fool the government is a fool's paradise that is the law of nature yudhishthira uh, and he has autocratic though he has the autocratic power to rule over the world the conception of the world state can take shape only under a regime of a perfect king like maharaja yudhishthira the world was happy in those days because there were kings like maharaja yudhishthira to rule over the world text 4 kamam vavarsha parjanyah sarva kama dukhamahi sishichuhu sma vrajan gavah During the reign of Maharaja Yudhishthira, the clouds shuffered, showered all the water that people needed and the earth produced all the necessities of man in profusion. Due to its fatty milk bag and cheerful attitude, the cows used to moisten the grazing ground with milk. The basic principle of economic development is centered on land and cows. The necessities of human society are food grains, fruits, milk, minerals, clothing, wood, etc. And one requires all these items to fulfill the material needs of the body. Certainly one does not require flesh and fish or iron tools and machinery. During the regime of Maharaja Yudhishthira, all over the world there were regulated rainfalls. Rainfalls are not in the control of human being and the heavenly king Indra Deva is the controller of rains and he is a servant of the lord when lord is obeyed by the king and people under the king's administration there are regulated rains from the horizon and these rains are causes of all varieties of production on the land I am reminded of the third verse in Tirupavai where it says Thingindri nalillam tingal mummari peidu So Thingindri So whatever rains we should have it should be regulated It should not be a copious rainfall and which is leading to floods That is why Andal says Thingindri nalillam tingal mummari peidu So same thing is said here And these rains are the causes of all varieties of production on the land Not only do their regulated rains help ample production of grains and nuts, but when they combine with astronomical influences, there is ample production of valuable stones and pearls. Grains and vegetables can sumptuously feed a man and animals, and a fatty cow delivers enough milk to supply a man sumptuously with vigor and vitality. If there is enough milk, enough grains, enough fruit, enough cotton, enough silk and enough jewels, then why do the people need to go to cinemas, house of prostitution and slaughter houses etc? What is the need of an artificial luxurious life of cinema, cars, radio, flesh and hotels? Has this civilization produced anything but quarreling individually and nationally? Has this civilization enhanced the cause of equality and fraternity by sending thousands of men into a hellish factory and war fields at a whims of a particular man it is said here that cows used to moisten the pasturing land with milk because their milk bags were fatty and animals were joyful do they not require therefore proper protection for a joyful life by being fed with a sufficient quantity of grass in the field why should men kill cows for their selfish purposes 
why should man not be satisfied with grains fruits and milk which combined together can produce hundreds and thousands of palatable dishes why are there slaughter houses all over the world to king to kill innocent animals maharaja parikshit the grandson of maharaja yudhishthira while touring his vast kingdom saw a black man attempting to kill a cow the king at once arrested the butcher should not a king or executive head protect the lives of poor animals who are unable to defend themselves is this humanity are not the animals of a country also citizens then why are they allowed to be butchered in organized slaughter houses are these the signs of equality fraternity and non-violence therefore in contrast with modern advanced and civilized form of government an autocracy like maharaja yudhishthira's is far superior to a so-called democracy in which animals are killed and a man less than an animal is allowed to cast votes for another less than animal man we are all creatures of material nature in bhagavad gita it is said that the lord himself is a seed giving father and material nature is the uh, mother of all living beings in all shapes thus mother material nature has enough food stuff both for animals and for men and by the grace of the father almighty shri krishna the human being is the elder brother of all living beings he is endowed with intelligence more powerful than animals for realizing the course of nature and indications of almighty father human civilization should depend on the production of material nature without artificially attempting economic development to turn the world into a chaos of artificial greed and power only for the purpose of artificial luxuries and sense gratification this is but the life of dogs and hogs next five nadyah samudra girayah svanaspati virudah phalantya oshadhayah sarvaha kamam anvrutu tasya vai the rivers oceans hills mountains forests creepers and active drugs in every season paid their tax quota to the king in profusion since maharaja yudhishthira was under the protection of ajita the infallible lord as above mentioned the properties of the lord namely the rivers oceans hills forests etc were all pleased and they used to supply their respective quota of taxes to the king the secret of success is to take refuge under the protection of the supreme lord without his sanction nothing can be possible to make economic development by our own endeavors on the strength of tools and machinery is not all the sanction of the supreme must be there otherwise despite all the instrumental arrangements everything will be unsuccessful the ultimate cause of success is daiva the supreme kings like maharaja yudhishthira knew perfectly well that king is the agent of the supreme lord to take over to look after the welfare of the mass of people actually the state belongs to supreme lord the rivers oceans forests hills drugs etc are not creations of man they are all creations of the supreme lord and the living being is allowed 
to make use of the property of the lord for the service of lord so when i say drugs here it means the natural aushadis it is not the the uh, they are all traditional medicines i'm not talking about the modern tablets and tonics which are being made artificially and chemically today's slogan is that everything is for the people and therefore the government is for the people and by the people but to produce a new species of humanity at present moment on the basis of god consciousness and perfection of human life the ideology of godly communism the world has to again follow in the footsteps of kings like maharaja yudhishthira or parikshit or parikshit there is enough of everything by will of lord and we can make proper use of things to live comfortably without enmity between men or animal or man or nature the control of lord is everywhere and if the lord is pleased every part of nature will be pleased the river will flow profusely to fertilize the land the oceans will supply sufficient quantities of minerals pearls and jewels the forest will will supply sufficient wood drugs and vegetables and seasonal changes will effectively help produce fruits and flowers in profuse quantity the artificial way of living depending on factories and tools can render so called happiness only to a limited number at the cost of millions since energy of the mass of people is engaged in factory production the natural products are being hampered and for this the mass is unhappy without being educated properly the mass of people are following in the footsteps of the vested interests by exploiting the natural reserves and therefore there is acute competition between individual and individual and nation and nation there is no control by the train agent of the lord text 6 nadayo vyadayah klesha दैवूतात्मेतव अजातशत्रवन जंतुना रागीकर्चित बिकॉज ऑफ किंग्स हैविंग नो एनिमी द लिविंग बीइंग्स वेर नॉट एट एनी टाइम डिस्टर्ब्ड बाय मेंटल एगनीस डिसीजेस और एक्सेसिव हीट और कोल्ड In this age there is enmity towards poor animals and therefore the poor creatures are always anxious the reaction of the poor animals is being forced on the human society and therefore there is always a strain of cold or hot war between men individually collectively or nationally at the time of maharaja yudhishthira there was there were no different nations although there were different subordinate states the whole world was united and the supreme lord being a trained king like yudhishthira kept all the inhabitants free from anxiety diseases and excessive heat and cold they were not only economically well to do but also physically fit and undisturbed by supernatural power by any by enmity from other living beings and by disturbance of bodily and mental agonies there is a proverb that bad king spoils the kingdom and bad housewife spoils the family this truth is applicable here also because the king was pious and obedient to the lord and sages and because he was no one's enemy and because he was a recognized agent of the lord and therefore protected by him all the citizens under the king's protection were so to speak directly protected by the lord and his authorized agents so unless one is pious and recognized by the lord one cannot make others happy who are under his care 
there is full cooperation between man and god man and nature and this conscious cooperation between man and god and man and nature as exemplified by king yudhishthira can bring about happiness peace and prosperity in the world the attitude of exploiting one another the custom of the day will only bring misery ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायणम नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर सो वी बीन डूइंग श्रीमद्भागवतम कैंटो वन चाप्टर टेन वी आर टॉकिंग अबउट डिपार्चर ऑफ लॉर्ड श्री कृष्ण फॉर द्वारक Now let's let's resume with text seven. Ushitva hasti na pure maasan kati payan harihi suhradam cha vishokaya swasukcha priya kam yaya. Shri Hari, Lord Shri Krishna, resided at Hastinapura for a few months to pacify his relatives and please his own sister Shubhadra. Krishna was to start for Dwaraka his own kingdom after the battle of Kurukshetra and Yudhishthira's being enthroned but to oblige the request of Maharaja Yudhishthira and to show special mercy to Bhishma Deva Lord Krishna stopped at Hastinapura the capital of Pandavas the lord decided to stay especially to pacify the aggrieved king as well as to please Shubhadra sister of Lord Shri Krishna Shubhadra was especially to be pacified because she had lost her only son Abhimanyu who was just married. The boy left his wife Uttara, mother of pa- Maharaja Parikshit. The Lord is always pleased to satisfy his devotees in any capacity. Only his devotees can play the parts of his relatives. The Lord is absolute. Text 8 Afterwards, when Lord asked permission to depart and the king gave it, the Lord offered his respects to Maharaja Yudhishthira by bowing down at his feet and the king embraced him. After this the lord being embraced by others and receiving their obeisances got into his chariot Maharaja Yudhishthira was the elder cousin of Lord Krishna and therefore while departing from him the lord bowed down at the king's feet the king embraced him as a younger brother although the king knew perfectly well that Krishna is the supreme personality of godhead The Lord takes pleasure when some of his devotees accept him as less important in terms of love. No one is greater than or equal to the Lord, but he takes pleasure in being treated as younger than his devotees. These are all transcendental pastimes of the Lord. Therefore, Bhima and Arjuna embraced the Lord because they were of same age, but Nakula and Sahadeva bowed down before the Lord because they were younger than he. text 9 and 10 subhadra draupadi kunti virata tanaya tatha 
गांधारी धृतराष्ट्रश्च युयुत्सो गौतमोर्यमो वृकोदरश्च धौम्यश्च स्त्रि मत्स्यसुतादय न से हिरे विमुथ्यंत विरह शाखधन्वन एट दैट टाइम सुभद्रा द्रौपदी कुंती उत्तरा गांधारी धृतराष्ट्रा युयुत्सु कृपाचार्या नकुला सहदेवा भीमसेना धौम्या एंड सत्यवती ऑल नियरली फेंटेड बिकॉज इट वॉज इम्पॉसिबल फॉर देम टू बेर द सेपरेशन फ्रॉम लॉर्ड लॉर्ड श्री कृष्णा इज सो अट्रैक्टिव फॉर द लिविंग बींग्स एस्पेशली फॉर द डिवोटीज दैट इट इज इम्पॉसिबल फॉर देम टू टॉलरेट सेपरेशन द कंडीशन सोल अंडर द स्पेल ऑफ इल्यूसरी एनर्जी फॉर गेट्स लॉर्ड अदरवाइज ही कैनॉट The feeling of such separation cannot be described but it can simply be imagined by devotees only. After this separation from Vrindavana and the innocent rural cowherd boys, girls, ladies and others, they all felt shock throughout their lives and the separation of Radha Rani, the most beloved cowherd girl is beyond expression. Once they met at Kurukshetra during a solar eclipse and the feeling which was expressed by them is heartrending. There is of course a difference in the qualities of transcendental devotees of the Lord but none of them who have ever contacted the Lord by direct communion or otherwise can leave him for a moment and that is the attitude of a pure devotee Text 11 and text 12 Satsangan muk दुखसंघो हाथ नोत्सहते बुध कीर्त्यशो यकृदाकण्यरोचनम तस्थदीयपाथा सहरेन्वीरह कथम दर्शन स्पर्शसलापयनासन भोजन The intelligent who have understood the supreme lord in association with pure devotees and have become freed from bad materialistic association can never avoid hearing the glories of the lord even though they have heard them only once how then could the pandavas tolerate his separation for they had been intimately associated with his person seeing him face to face touching him conversing with him and sleeping sitting and dining with him The living being's constitutional position is one of serving a superior. He is obliged to serve by force the dictates of illusory material energy in different phases of sense gratification, and in serving the senses he is never tired. Even though he may be tired, the illusory energy perpetually forces him to do so without being satisfied. There is no end to such sense gratificatory businesses and the conditioned soul becomes entangled in such servitude without the hope of release and release is only affected by association with pure devotees by associating with pure devotees and by hearing them submissively the attachment for material enjoyment becomes slackened an attraction for hearing about the transcendental activities of the lord becomes prominent once they are they will go on progressively without stoppage like the fire in the gunpowder it is said that hari the personality of godhead is so transcendentally attractive that even those who are self satisfied 
by self realization are factually liberated from all material bondage also become the devotees of the lord under the circumstances it is easily understood what must have been the position of the pandavas who were constant companions of the lord they could not even think of separation from shri krishna since the attraction was more intense for them because of continuous personal contact his remembrance by his form quality name fame pastimes etc is also attractive for the pure devotee so much so that he forgets all forms quality name fame and activities of the mundane world and due to his mature association with pure devotees he is not out of contact with the lord for a moment text 13 सर्वे ते निमिषै रक्षै स्तमनोधुतचेत वीक्षेलुस्तुस्तमेलटिंग फॉर हिम ऑन द पॉट ऑफ अट्रैक्शन दे लुक्ड एट हिम विदउट ब्लिंकिंग देअर आईस एंड दे मूव्ड हिदर एंड थिदर इन पर्प्लेक्सिटी कृष्णा इज नैचुरली अट्रैक्टिव फॉर ऑल लिविंग बींग्स बिकॉज ही इज द चीफ एटर्नल अमंग्स द एटर्नल्स ही अलोन इज द मेन्टेनर ऑफ मेनी एटर्नल्स दिस इज स्टेटेड इन कथा उपनिषद एंड दस वन कैन ओबटेन परमनेंट पीस एंड प्रॉस्पेरिटी बाई रिवाइवल ऑफ वंस रिलेशन विथ हिम नाउ फॉरगॉटन अंडर द स्मेल स्पेल ऑफ माया द इल्यूसरी एनर्जी ऑफ द लॉर्ड but once this relation is slightly revived the conditioned soul at once becomes freed from the illusion of material energy and is elevated after the association of the lord shrimad bhagavatam trains the conditioned soul to the stage of perfection by submissive hearing from a pure devotee text 14 nyarundhanu udgalad bhashpam autkanthya devaki sute निर्यातर्चर So there were hundreds and hundreds of ladies in the palace of Hastinapura and all of them were affectionate to Krishna all of them were relatives also so when they saw that Krishna was going away from the palace to his native place they were very anxious for him and as usual tears began to roll down their cheeks they thought at the same time that tears at that moment might be a cause of misfortune for Krishna so therefore they wanted to check them So this was very difficult for them because the tears could not be checked therefore they smeared their tears in their eyes and their hearts throbbed therefore ladies who were the wives and daughters in law of those who died in the battlefield never came in direct contact with krishna but all of them heard of him and his great activities and thus they thought of him talked of him his name fame etc and became affectionate also like those who were in direct contact therefore directly or indirectly anyone who thinks of krishna talks of krishna or worships krishna becomes attracted to him because krishna is absolute and there is no difference between his name form quality etc our intimate relation with krishna can be confidential confidentially revived by our talking of hearing of 
or remembering him it is so done due to spiritual potency ஆனர் Text 16 Prasadashikararudhaha Kurunaryo dhridrikshaya Vavrishuhu kusumai krishnam Premavridasmitekshanaha Out of a loving desire to see the Lord, the royal ladies of the Kurus got up on the top of the palace and smiling with affection and shyness, they showered flowers upon the Lord. நாராயணம் நமஸ்கிருத்தியம் நரம் நரோத்தமம் தேவீம் சரஸ்வதீம் வியாசம் So we have been doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 10. So we have to resume from text 17. Sita tapatram jagraha mukta dama vibhushitam ratna dandam gudakeshaha priyaha priyatamasyaha So we have been seeing that Krishna is leaving for Dwaraka and when he is leaving for Dwaraka, what is happening in Hastinapura, the emotions of different people and what were the activities which were going on around him. At that time, Arjuna, the great warrior and conqueror of sleep, who is the intimate friend of the most beloved Supreme Lord, took up an umbrella which had a handle of jewels and was embroidered with lace and pearls. Text 18 Uddhavaha satyakishchaiva vyajane paramadbhute vikiryamanaha kusumai reje madupatihi pati Uddhava and Satyaki began to fan the Lord with decorated fans and the Lord as a master of Madhu seated on scattered flowers commanded them along the road text 19 ashruyanta shishah satyas tatra tatra dvijeritah nanu rupanurupascha nirgunyasya gunatmanah it was being heard here and there that the benedictions being paid to krishna was neither befitting or unbefitting because they were all for the absolute who was now playing the part of a human being that is at the places where the sounds of vedic benediction aiming at the personality of godhead shri krishna the benedictions were 
fitting in the sense that lord was playing the part of a human being as if a cousin of maharaja yudhishthira but they were also unfitting because the lord is absolute and he has nothing to do with any kind of material relativities he is nirguna or there are no material qualities in him but he is full of transcendental qualities in the transcendental world there is nothing contradictory whereas in the relative world everything has its opposite like for example in relative world if there is white then the opposite there is black if there is joy there is sorrow but in the transcendental world there is no distinction between the white and the black or the joy and the sorrow therefore the sounds of benedictions uttered by the learned brahmanas here and there appear to be contradictory in relation with the absolute person but when they are applied to the absolute person they lose all the contradiction and become transcendental for example if you think uh, krishna is always branded as a thief he is called as a makhan chor he used to steal butter from the houses of the neighbors at vrindavan at his early age since then he is famous as a thief but in spite of his being famous as a thief he is worshiped as a thief whereas in the mundane world a thief would be punished and is never praised since he is the absolute personality of godhead everything is applicable to him and still in spite of all contradictions he is the supreme personality of godhead Text 20 Anyonyam asitsanjalpa uttamashloka chetasam kauravendra purastrinam sarvashruti manoharah Absorbed in the thought of the transcendental qualities of the Lord who sung in select poetry the ladies on the roofs of all houses of Hastinapura began to talk of him This talk was more attractive than the hymns of Vedas. Anything that is sung in the praise of Lord is Shruti Mantra. There are several Shruti Mantras which exist. The language is immaterial, but the subject matter is important. The ladies who were all absorbed in the thought and actions of the Lord developed the consciousness of Vedic wisdom by the grace of the Lord. And therefore, although such ladies might not have been very learned scholars in Sanskrit or otherwise, will still whatever they spoke was more attractive than the Vedic hymns. Text 21 Savai kilayam purushaha puratano ya eka asida vishesha atmani Agre gune bhyo jagadatmanishwari They said, here he is, the original personality of Godhead. As we definitely remember him, he alone existed before the manifested creation of the modes of nature and in him only because he is the Supreme Lord, all the living beings merge, as if sleeping at night, their energy suspended. Now, there are two types of dissolution of manifested cosmos. At the end of 4.32 billion solar years, when Brahma, the lord of one particular universe, goes to sleep, there is one annihilation, that is one pralaya. At the end of Lord Brahma's life, there is a pralaya, that is which takes place at the end of Brahma's 100 years of age. That is in our calculation, it will be at the end of 8.64 Uh, billion into 30 into 12 into 100 solar years 
so there is complete annihilation of the entire universe and in both the periods that is both the material energy of the lord which is called as the mahatatva and the marginal energy which is called as a jiva tatva merge in the personal of supreme lord the living beings remain asleep within the body of the lord until there is another creation of the material world and that is the way creation maintenance and annihilation of the material manifestation happens so that is cre- uh, um, it is called as the srishti siti and samharam so this goes on again and again so at the end of the life of brahma then there will be annihilation and then again srishti begins and when this happens all the living beings are merged into the body of the lord so merging of the living beings into the body of mahavishnu takes place automatically at the end of brahma's 100 years so but that does not mean that individual living being uh, loses his identity the identity will be there but as soon as the another creation by the supreme will of the lord happens all the sleeping inactive living beings are again let loose to begin their activities in the continuation of the past different spheres of life this is called as the suptothita nyaya or awakening from sleep and again engaging in one's respective continuous duty and this is something which we do every day every night so when a man is asleep at the night he will forget himself but whenever he wakes up when he is coming to the waking state uh he remembers all that he has to do and thus engages himself again in his prescribed activities so this is what happens what whatever we are doing every night is a temporary sleep but at pralaya it is a kind of a permanent sleep and then again we are awakened the living beings also remain merged in the body of mahavishnu during the period of annihilation but as soon as there is another creation they arise to take up their unfinished work this is also confirmed in bhagavad gita text 22 sa eva bhuyo nijavirya choditam swajiva mayam prakritim sisrakshaktim anama rupatmani rupanamani vidhitsamano nusasara shastrakrit the personality of godhead again desiring to give names and forms to his parts and parcels the living entities place them under the guidance of material nature by his own potency the material nature is empowered to recreate so the living entities are parts and parcels of the lord and there are two varieties that is the nitya mukta and nitya baddha the nitya muktas are eternally liberated souls they are eternally engaged in the reciprocation of transcendental loving service with the lord in his eternal abode beyond the manifested mundane creation so nitya muktas are not here the nitya muktas must be in the vaikuntham here we have the nitya baddhas so we all come under the category of nitya baddhas or eternally conditioned souls they are interested to his external energy the maya for rectification of their rebellious attitude towards supreme father so we are all bound by maya the nitya baddhas are eternally forgetful of their relation with the lord as parts and parcels they are bewildered by the illusory energies as products of matter and thus they are very busy in making plans in the material world for becoming happy just like us they go on merrily with plans and by will of the lord both the plan makers and the plans are annihilated 
at the end of a certain period as above mentioned and this is confirmed in bhagavad gita by the lord where he says o son of kunti at the end of millennium all the living entities merge into my nature and again when the time of creation is ripe i begin creation by the agency of my external energy the word bhuya means again and again that is to say the process of creation maintenance and annihilation is going on perpetually by the external energy of the lord and this is what bhagavad pada has also said punarapi jananam punarapi maranam so he is the cause of everything but the living beings who are constitutionally the parts and parcels of the lord and are forgetful of the sweet relation are given a chance again to get rid of the clutches of the external energy and that is why we are given this opportunity in this lifetime if we could do something to get rid of this maya and get rid of these clutches of the external energy and to revive the consciousness the revealed scriptures are also created by the lord so to help us in the process there are scriptures which are available the vedic literatures are the guiding directions for the conditioned souls so that they can get free from the repetition of creation and annihilation of the material world and the material body so we have the opportunity and we have the vedic literature to guide us in the process so but if we are able to make use of this opportunity we can get rid of this clutches of the external energy and then we can merge with the lord the lord says in bhagavad gita this created world and material energy are under my control under the influence of prakriti automatically they are created again and again and this is done by me through the agency of my external energy so bhagavad gita is the guiding principle which is available for all human beings but by the spell of the material energy they do not take care to carry out the programs of life in terms of bhagavad gita shrimad bhagavatam is a postgraduate study of the knowledge for one who has thoroughly understood the principles of bhagavad gita unfortunately people these days have no taste for bhagavad gita as well as shrimad bhagavatam and therefore they are under the clutches of maya for repetition of birth and death text 23 sava ayam yat padamatra surayo jitendriya nirjita mata rikshvana pashyanti ஜிதேந்திரியாஸ்ட்ரூமர்ஹத்திஸ்ட்ரீமர்ஹத்தி the lord can be known in his real nature by dint of pure devotional service only so it is stated here that only the great devotees of the lord who are able to clear the mind of all the material dust by rigid devotional service can experience the lord as he is jitendriya means one who has control over the senses the senses are active parts of the body and their activities cannot be stopped so there is no artificial way to stop 
the senses the senses cannot be controlled and that is by nature for example we can do meditation we can do yoga try to trying to control the senses but it is not a permanent fixture like uh, if you look if you look at the example of vishwamitra muni he was a great uh, he used to meditate so he was a great rishi but still he could not have control over his senses so doing yoga or meditation they are all only a temporary way of controlling the senses so in the way how you could actually control the senses is only by diverting your mind into pure devotional service so that is the only way to control the senses permanently and becoming a jitendriya so in case of a pure devotee the senses are not artificially stopped from doing anything but they are given different good engagements probably we could divert our senses into a devotional service or or some kind of a good engagement so when the senses are engaged in more attractive activities there is no chance of their being attracted by any inferior engagement so if you engage ourselves in the devotional service of the lord which is more superior we would not get attracted by the inferior engagements in bhagavad gita it is said that the senses can be controlled only by better engagements and devotional service is not inaction so therefore controlling the senses by devotional service is the only and easiest means om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायणम नमस्कृत्यम नरम चैव नरोत्तमम देवीम सरस्वतीम व्यासम तदो जय मुदीरये श्रीमद् भागवतम कैंटो 1 चैप्टर 10 टेक्स्ट 24 सवा अयम सख्य अनुगीत सत्कथो वेदेशु गुह्येशु च गुह्यवाधिभि य एक ईशो जगत आत्मलीलया सृजत्य अवत्य अत्तिना तत्र सज्जते ओ डियर फ्रेंड्स हियर इज दैट वेरी पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉडहेड whose attractive and confidential pastimes are described in the confidential parts of vedic literature by his great devotees it is he who creates maintains and annihilates the material world and yet remains unaffected in the vedanta sutras or upanishads there is only a hint of confidential parts of his pastimes In such Vedic literatures as the Upanishads the Lord has expressively been distinguished from the mundane conception of his existence his identity be identity being fully spiritual his form name quality and paraphernalia etc have been elaborately distinguished from matter and therefore he is sometimes misunderstood by less intelligent persons as impersonal but factually he is the supreme person bhagwan and he is partially represented as paramatma or the impersonal brahman text 25 yada kya adharmena tamodhiyo nripa jivanti tatraisha hi satvatah khila dhatte bhagam satyam 
ರತಂ ಧಯಂ ಯಶೋ ಭಾವಯಾರೂಪಾನಿ ಧದ್ಧದ್ಯುಗೇ ಯುಗೇ whenever there are kings and administrators living like animals in the lowest modes of existence the lord in his transcendental form manifests his supreme power the truth positive shows special mercy to the faithful performs wonderful activities and manifests various transcendental forms as is necessary in different periods and ages the cosmic creation is the property of the supreme lord This is the basic philosophy of Eso Esopanishad everything is the property of the supreme being no one should encroach upon the property of the supreme lord one should accept only what is kindly awarded by him therefore the earth or any other planet or universe is the absolute property of the lord the living beings are certainly his parts and parcels or sons and thus every one of them has a right to live at the mercy of the lord to execute his prescribed work no one therefore can encroach upon the right of another individual or animal without being so sanctioned by the lord and the devotees of the lord or the faithful are persecuted by all means all these symptoms indicate the time of an incarnation of the lord to reestablish the principles of religion and vanquish the mal administrators this is also confirmed in bhagavad gita so in text 25 that is the previous shloka we saw that the lord appears in his transcendental form without any tinge of material qualities so when he descends he exhibits superhuman acts just to prove his supreme right and materialists like ravana hiranyakashipu kamsa are sufficiently punished he acts in a manner which no one can imitate for example when lord appeared as rama he bridged the indian ocean when he appeared as krishna from his very childhood he showed superhuman activities by killing putana aghasura chakatasura kaliya etc and then his maternal uncle kamsa when he was at dwaraka he married 16108 queens and all of them were blessed with a sufficient number of children the sum total of his personal family members amounted to about 1 lakh popularly known as the yadu vamsa and again during his lifetime he managed to vanquish them all he is famous as the govardhana dhari hari because he lifted at the age of only 7 the hill known as govardhana the lord killed many undesirable kings in his time and as a kshatriya he fought chivalrously he is famous as asamordhava unparalleled no one is equal to or greater than him text 26 ಅಹೋ ಅಲಂ ಶ್ಲಾಘ್ಯತಂ ಯದೋಕುಲ ಮಹೋ ಅಲಂ ಪುಣ್ಯತಮಂ ಮರ್ಧೋರ್ವರ್ಣಂ ಯದೇಶ ಪುಂಸಾ ಮೃಷಭ ಶ್ರಿಯ ಪತಿ ಸ್ವಜನ್ಮನ ಚಂಕ್ರಮನೇನ ಚಾಂತತಿ ಓ ಹೌ ಸುಪ್ರೀಮ್ಲಿ ಗ್ಲೋರಿಫೈಡ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಡೈನಾಸ್ಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಯದು ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹೌ ವರ್ಚುವಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಲ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಮಥುರಾ when the supreme leader of all living beings the husband of the goddess of fortune has taken his birth and wandered in his childhood in bhagavad gita the personality of godhead shri krishna has expressively given a description of his transcendental appearance disappearance and activities the lord appears in a particular family or place by his inconceivable potency namellaru karma anala porakrona krishna vande la kadavul vande 
கருணைனால பிறக்கிறார் ஹி டஸ் நாட் டேக் ஹிஸ் பர்த் அஸ் அ கண்டிஷன் சோல் குவிட்ஸ் ஹிஸ் பாடி அண்ட் அக்செப்ட்ஸ் அனதர் பாடி ஹிஸ் பர்த் இஸ் லைக் தி அப்பியரன்ஸ் அண்ட் டிஸப்பியரன்ஸ் ஆஃப் த சன் The sun arises on the eastern horizon but that does not mean the eastern horizon is the parent of the sun the sun is existent in every part of the solar system but he becomes visible at a scheduled time and so also becomes invisible at another scheduled time similarly the lord appears in this universe like the sun and again leaves our sight at another time he exists at all times at every place but by his causeless mercy when he appears before us we take it for granted that he has taken his birth anyone who can understand this truth in terms of statements of revealed scriptures certainly becomes liberated just after quitting the present body liberation is obtainable after many births and after great endeavor in patience and perseverance in knowledge and renunciation but simply by knowing in truth about the lord's transcendental births and activities one can get liberation at once that is the verdict of bhagavad gita it is if simply by knowing the transcendental nature of the birth and activities of the lord one can get liberation easily we can just imagine what is in store for those who actually enjoyed the company of the lord in person as a family member or as a neighbor all those who were fortunate enough to associate with the lord the husband of the goddess of fortune certainly obtained something more than what is known as liberation therefore rightly the dynasty and the land are both ever glorious by the grace of the lord text 27 aho batha swar yashas tiraskari kushasthali punya yashaskari bhuvaha pashyanti nityam yada anugrehashitam smitavalokam swapatim sma yat prajaha undoubtedly it is wonderful that dwaraka has defeated the glories of the heavenly planets and has enhanced the celebrity of the earth the inhabitants of dwaraka are always seeing the soul of all living beings krishna in his loving feature he glances at them and favors them with sweet smiles The heavenly planets are inhabited by demigods like Indra, Chandra, Varuna and Vayu and the pious souls reach there after performance of many virtuous acts on the earth. Modern scientists agree that the timing arrangement in higher planetary system is different from that of the earth. Thus it is understood from the revealed scriptures that duration of life that is there is 10,000 years by our calculation. 6 months on the earth is equal to 1 day on the heavenly planet so the facilities of enjoyment are also similarly enhanced and the beauty of the inhabitants is legendary common men on the earth are very much fond of reaching the heavenly planets because they have heard that comforts of life are far greater there than on the earth considering all this the heavenly planets are more celebrated than the earth but celebrity of earth has defeated that of the heavenly planets because dwaraka where lord shri krishna reigned as king three places namely vrindavan mathura and dwaraka are more important than the famous planets within the universe these places are perpetually sanctified because whenever the lord descends on the earth he displays his transcendental activities particularly in these three places that is vrindavan mathura and dwaraka 
they are perpetually the holy lands of the lord and the inhabitants still take advantage of the holy places even though the lord is now out of their sight the heavenly planets may be very famous by offering better facilities of material enjoyment but as we learn from bhagavad gita one has to come back again to the earth planet as soon as the acquired virtue is finished dwaraka is certainly more important than the heavenly planets because whoever has been favored with the smiling glance of the lord shall never come back again to this rotten earth which is certified by the lord himself as a place of misery not only this earth but also all the planets of the universe are places of misery because in none of the planets within the universe is there eternal life eternal bliss and eternal knowledge any person engaged in devotional service of the lord is recommended to live in one of the above mentioned three places namely dwaraka mathura or vrindavana text 28 noonam vrathasnana hutadineshwarah samarchito hyasya grihita panibihi pibhantiya sakya dharamrutam muhu vrajastriyah sammu muhur yat ashayah o friends just think of his wives whose hands he has accepted how they must have undergone woes baths fire sacrifices and perfect worship of the lord of the universe to constantly relish now the nectar from his lips religious rites are prescribed in scriptures and these are meant to purify the mundane qualities of the conditioned souls to enable them to be gradually promoted to the stage of rendering transcendental service on to the supreme lord now attainment of this stage is called as the swarupa or this is the factual identity of the living being liberation means renovation of this stage of swarupa in that perfect stage of swarupa the living being is established in five phases of loving service one of which is the stage of madhurya rasa or the humor of conjugal love the lord is always perfect in himself and thus he has no hankering for himself he however becomes a master a friend a son or a husband to fulfill the intense love of the devotee concerned herein two classes of the devotees are mentioned in the stage of conjugal love one is swakiya and the other is parakiya now here i would like to add some points from the concept of shaivism see when we say that we could consider lord as a master friend a son or a husband uh, the same thing is depicted in shaivism as as such for example we we call as nalvar upper sundarar sambandhar and manikavasagar so they are called as nalvar so upper swami that is tirunavukkarasar accepted lord shiva as his master and then sundaramurthy nayanar had accepted lord as his friend now lord shiva is never a son of anybody so uh, sambandhar accepted lord shiva as his father and manikavasagar had accepted shiva as his husband so therefore the swakiya and the parakiya now both of them are in conjugal love with personality of godhead krishna the 
queens at dwaraka were swakiya or the duly married lives wives but the damsels of vraja were young friends of the lord while he was unmarried the lord stayed at vrindavana till the age of 16 and his friendly relations with the neighboring girls were in terms of parakiya these girls as well as the queens underwent severe penances by taking vows bathing and offering sacrifices in the fire as prescribed in the scriptures the rites as they are are not an end in themselves nor are the curative action culture of knowledge or perfection in mystic powers ends in themselves they are all means to attain the highest stage of swarupa to render constitutional transcendental service to the lord each and every living being has his individual position in one of the above mentioned different kinds of reciprocating means with the lord that is either we could take him as a master or a friend or a father or a husband so uh, this is what i wanted to say so each and every living being has his individual position in one of the above mentioned different kinds of reciprocating means with the lord and in one's pure spiritual form of swarupa the relation becomes manifested वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायणं नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर सुश्रीमद्भागवत कैंटो वन चाप्टर टेन टेक्स्ट ट्वेंटी नाइन Uh, just a recap we are doing departure of lord krishna for dwaraka so we are seeing what were the scenes which were happening in in um, hastinapura so text 29 yavirya shulkena hartam swayam vare pramatya chaidya pramukhan hi sushminah pradyumna sambhamba suta dayopara yas charta bhauma vadhe sahasrashah so the children of these ladies were pradyumna sambha amba etc ladies like rukmini satyabhama and jambavati were forcibly taken away by him from their swayamvara ceremonies after he defeated many powerful kings headed by shishupala and other ladies were also forcibly taken away by him after he killed bhaumasura and thousands of his assistants so all these ladies were glorious in those days we had this concept of swayamvara that is the exceptionally qualified daughters of powerful kings were allowed to make choice of their own bridegrooms in an open competition and such ceremonies were called as swayamvaras and because swayamvara was an open competition between the rival and the valiant princes such princes were invited by the father of the princess and usually there were there were regular fights between the invited prince in a sporting spirit but it also happened that sometimes these princes were killed in such marriage fighting and the victorious prince was offered the trophy princess for whom so many princes had actually died so rukmini was the principal queen of lord krishna and she was a daughter of king of vidarbha who wished that his qualified and beautiful daughter be given away to lord krishna 
but her eldest brother wanted her to be given away to king shishupala who happened to be a cousin of krishna so there was an open competition between krishna and shishupala and as usual lord krishna emerged successful after harassing shishupala and other princes in his unrivaled prowess rukmini was married to krishna and rukmini had 10 sons like pradyumna there were other queens also taken away by lord krishna in a similar way full description of this beautiful booty of lord krishna will be given in 10th canto so there were 16100 beautiful girls who were daughters of many kings and were forcibly stolen by baumasura who kept them captive for his carnal desire now these girls prayed piteously to lord krishna for their deliverance and merciful lord called by their fervent prayer released them all by fighting and killing baumasura all these captive princes were accepted by lord as his wives although in estimation of society they were all fallen girls the all powerful lord krishna accepted the humble prayers of these girls and married them with the adoration of queens so all together lord krishna had 16108 queens at dwaraka and each of them he got 10 children all these children grew up and each had as many children as the father the aggregate of the family is numbered in millions ஸ்ரிவம்ஸ்பிஷியஸ்லிஃபைட்ஸ்பைட்ஸ்பர்னாலிட்டிட் never left them alone at home he always pleased their hearts by making valuable presentations the devotees of the lord are purified souls as soon as the devotees surrender onto the lotus feet the lord accepts them and thus devotees at once become free from all material contaminations such devotees are above the three modes of material nature and there is no bodily disqualification of a devotee just as there is no qualitative difference between the ganges water and the filthy drain water when they are amalgamated the fallen girls under the clutches of bhaumasara sincerely prayed to lord shri krishna for their deliverance and their sincerity of purpose made them at once by pure by virtue of devotion the lord therefore accepted them as his wives and thus their lives became glorified such auspicious glorification was still more glorified when lord played with them as the most devoted husband the lord used to live with his 16108 wives constantly he expanded himself into 16108 plenary portions and each and every one of them was lord himself without deviation from original personality the shruti mantra affirms that lord can expand himself into many as husband of so many wives he pleased them all with presentations even at a costly endeavor he brought the parijata plant from heaven and implanted it at the palace of satyabama one of his principal queens if therefore anyone desires the lord to become one's husband the lord fulfills each desires in full 
टेक्स्ट थर्टी वन एवं विधा गदंतिनी गदंतीनाम्स गिरह पुरयोषिताम निरीक्षणे नाभिनंदन सस्मितेन ययौ हरिहि while the ladies of the capital hastinapura were greeting him and talking in this way the lord smiling accepted their good greetings and casting the grace of his glance over them he departed from the city text 32 ajata shatruhu prithnam gopithaya madudvishah parebya shankitah snehat prayunkta chaturanginim maharaja yudhishthira although no one's enemy engaged four divisions of defense that is the horse elephant chariot and army to accompany lord krishna the enemy of asuras maharaja did this because of the enemy and also out of affection for the lord maharaja yudhishthira knew well that krishna is everyone's friend and well-wisher and yet there were asuras who were by nature envious of the lord so out of fear of attack from others and out of affection also he engaged all varieties of defensive forces as bodyguards of lord krishna text 33 atah duragatan shaurihi kauravan virahaturan sannirvatya dridam snigdhan prayat sva nagarim priyahe out of profound affection for lord krishna the pandavas who were of the kuru dynasty accompanied him a considerable distance to see him off they were overwhelmed with the thought of future separation the lord however persuaded them to return home and he proceeded towards dwaraka with his dear companions text 34 35 kuru jangala panchalan शूरसेनान सयामुनान ब्रह्मावर्तम कुरुक्षेत्रम मत्स्यान सारस्वतानथ मरुधन्वमतिक्रम्य सौवीराभीरयोहोपरान आर्नथान भार्गवो पागाच च्रावन्तवहो मानाग विभुः ओ सौनका द लॉर्ड देन प्रोसीडेड टुवर्ड्स कुरुजांगला पांचाला Shurasena the land on the bank of river Yamuna Brahmavarta Kurukshetra Matsya Saraswata the province of the desert and the land of scanty water and after crossing these provinces he gradually reached Sauvira and Abhira provinces and then west of these reached Dwaraka as last at last the provinces passed over by the lord in those days were differently named but the direction given is sufficient to indicate that he traveled through delhi punjab rajasthan madhya pradesh saurashtra and gujarat and at last he reached his home province at dwaraka we do not gain any profit simply by researching the analogous provinces of those days now up to now but it appears that desert of rajasthan and provinces of scanty water like madhya pradesh were present even 5000 years ago We are satisfied that Lord has now reached his own province Dwaraka Dhama from the Kuru Kuru provinces Kurukshetra continues to exist since the Vedic age and it is sheer foolishness when interpreters ignore or deny the existence of Kurukshetra Text 36 Tatra tatra ha 
ಸಂಸೆಟ್ It is said that the Lord observed the religious principles regularly while he was on the journey. There are certain philosophical speculations that even the Lord is under the obligations of furtive action, but actually this is not the case. He does not depend on the action for any good or bad work. Since the Lord is absolute, everything done by him is good for everyone. But when he descends on the earth, he acts for the protection of the devotees and for the annihilation of the impious non-devotees. Although he has no obligatory duty, still he does everything so that others may follow. That is the way of factual teaching. One must act properly himself and then teach the same to others. Otherwise, no one will accept one's blind teaching. He is himself the awarder of furative results. He is self-sufficient. and yet he acts according to the rulings of the revealed scripture in order to teach us the process if he does not do so the common man may go wrong the lord in human society does what is duty for everyone but sometimes he does something extraordinary and not to be imitated by the living being his acts of evening prayer as stated herein must be followed by the living being but it is not possible to follow his mountain lifting or dancing with the gopis one cannot imitate the sun which can exhaust water even from a filthy place the most powerful can do something which is all good but our imitation of such acts will put us into endless difficulty therefore in all actions the experienced guide the spiritual master who's manifested the mercy of the lord should always be consulted and the path of progress will be assured thus we end the bhakti vedanta purports of first canto 10th chapter of shrimad bhagavatam entitled departure of lord krishna for dwaraka hare krishna